Hi guys, Paul from the Innovation Community here. Today, I'm with Natasha Gray from Vive Healthcare. Now, for those who don't know, Vive is a part of GSK and Natasha is the head of data and analytics there. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. Just to start with, tell us a bit about yourself in a few words. Um, yeah, sure. So uh, I guess to start off, you, you probably can't tell from the accent, but I'm actually Irish, um, but been living in the UK for about 25 years. So been here for um, for a long time. Um, tell you a little bit about me. So I've um, got a husband, Nigel, bit of a geeky family. He's a software engineer. So lots of data chats in our house. Um, Mum to a son, James, who's four. Um, and as you said, I lead the, the global data and analytics team at Viva. Healthcare, healthcare. Obviously, here today speaking in a personal capacity, so not on behalf of the company, and and all the views are are my own. Absolutely. Uh, where did your career working with data begin? Um, so I guess longer ago than I care to say, I started working for a company called Data Monitor. Um, so I joined them as a graduate um, in their healthcare practice. And, and really that's where I guess my love of data and my love of uh, the pharma industry as well began. Um, so the company, um, they still exist, they write market analysis reports, which are then sold to the pharmaceutical industry. Um, I guess back back then, somewhat ironically, given they were called Data Monitor, actually we were quite data poor. So we would kind of go around scraping for data in annual reports, press releases, websites, kind of such as they were um, in those days. And and have to say the lack of data was kind of reflected in the quality of, of the product, but it was a great place to start my career and, and kind of inspired, as I say, my love of data and of this industry, which I have stuck with kind of throughout my career. And how, was, how have you seen the, the data space evolve since, since that time and up to today? Yeah, so I mean, I think it's, it's, it's been extraordinary and I think particularly in the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, obviously over, over the years, we've been able to access um, more and more data uh, in our industry, it's about understanding our customers, um, but uh, you know, as in the the clinicians, um, but also, of course, the patients that, um, that that we're working for. So, oh, yeah, we've we've gradually been able to to access more and more data. And then I think that's just gone crazy in the last kind of three or four years. So, the amount of data that's available um, about our customers through you know, social media and also data that we can buy um, has really exploded. Um, and then of course, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, what we can do with that data has just changed fundamentally. So I think until a couple of years ago, in, you know, we were mostly looking backwards and trying to understand what did happen um, and it's so exciting now that we can really use the data that we've got join it together and start to say okay what might happen if we do this or we do that and and um, it's yeah bringing us into a really really interesting space I think. So what are you up to in your current role today? 
So as you um, mentioned, current role is, is in a company called Feed Healthcare. We're um, a fairly small company, about 1,200 people, um, with a really exciting purpose. So we're 100% dedicated to HIV medicines and research, completely focused on people affected by HIV and AIDS. And, and we've got a really kind of strong purpose, which is, is about, we say that we'll leave no person living with HIV behind. So my role and, and the work that my team does is really very strongly connected um, with that purpose. So I need a team of about 12 people. We span a range of areas. So sort of insight, uh, competitive intelligence through to um, an advanced analytics team, which I'm building um, at the moment. And really what we're trying to do is, is leverage that growing amount of data that's available um, to fulfill our mission which is is to help get more of our medicines to the people um, who need them now obviously we're also yeah, we're commercially focused we sit within a team called global commercial strategy um, but i think it's that inspiring purpose that sort of gets us all um, out of bed in the morning um, and really within my role I would say particularly over the last nine months, um, I've been focused on building the advanced analytics capability um, within Vive Healthcare and, and really thinking how can we leverage AI and machine learning um, to optimize our business. Fantastic stuff. So you, you have touched on it already, but what really interests you about working with data? Um, so I think this this leaks, links back a little bit with those geekish tendencies that I mentioned at the start um, of the call. So since I was a, as a kid, I've always loved solving problems and, and complex puzzles. And actually, I see working in the, the data area um, as a, an expansion of that. So I really enjoy kind of working with our um, stakeholders internally, um, understanding what are the business problems that they're trying to solve and then thinking, okay, how can we use the data we have and the analytics tools that we have to really solve those problems in, in creative ways. Um, I really love, I guess, I guess I get a lot of um, enjoyment out of, sort of understanding um, a problem, solving it, and then kind of visualizing it and, and simplifying it. And, and I think that moment when you bring an insight back to a stakeholder and it really, it's something new that they hadn't thought about before and, and can move the business in a different direction, um, that's quite exciting. So I find that sort of very fulfilling. Brilliant. So more about your, your, your career then. What would you describe yeah. as some of the major successes you've achieved over that time? Yeah, so I guess picked out a, a couple of things. Actually, I think one of them is has been sort of surviving the last nine months. So I, um, like all of us, I guess, I was um, uh, um, appointed into my new role in March of last year. So literally lockdown started and, and then my appointment was announced the following week. So, um, you know, I think the, the last nine months of beginning to lead a new team, um, I've recruited four or five people into that team team sort of completely um, without meeting them them face to face onboarded them successfully into the team so building that team and continuing to have impact on our business um, and actually some really positive feedback 
um, sort of 180 feedback from my team is something that I'm I'm very proud of. Um, I think something else that I will pull out, which is very much kind of um, part of the excitement of working in, in this industry is um, prior to the role that I'm currently in, I've worked in the R&D part of the, the pharmaceutical industry. So had the opportunity to work on, on a medicine a number of years ago um, for multiple myeloma when it was in its very early stages of development and then that's that medicine has just um been brought onto the uh, the market made available for patients in august of, of last year so again i touched it only in a very small way but the chance to touch something that, that then becomes a medicine for patients is is really exciting so there are a couple of couple of things that i pulled out Absolutely. And, and out of those or maybe something else, what do you think was the biggest impact that you made on a transformation? Yeah, so um, so I think I think probably, again, that the biggest impact um, that I've had is, is probably the work that I've been doing over the last sort of year to 18 months with Vive um, Healthcare. And um, it's, it really is that that journey that we've been on in terms of um, going from really not leveraging um, advanced analytics to bringing um, advanced analytics techniques and capabilities into the company. So my my impact has not really been on on the technical side so I'm not a, a deep technical expert in this space um, really my role in all of this has been about having the vision um, working with people to kind of sell that vision and, and get them enthused about it um, being pretty stubborn and dogged in terms of encouraging people just to try some things to work on us with a sprint um, you know just to partner with us and, and see where it gets us in, in the early days and then as, as we started to get some successes with the, the work that we're doing and some business impact, really communicating that and, and continuing to build um, the story around what we're doing. And then more recently, as I mentioned, um, we've started to bring capability in-house. So now I'm surrounded by um, those technical experts in my team, um, which is, is beginning another really exciting um, chapter on the journey. So how would you describe your leadership style, especially when when approaching the more technical people? Yeah, so um, so good question. Um, so I think a couple of things. So so one is, you know, hopefully it comes across. I'm very passionate about um, what I do, both in terms of um, what Viva's there for in the pharmaceutical industry, but also, um, you know, my role within data and analytics and um, so I try to inspire people with that passion and, and really kind of set that vision um, for what I want to achieve and then to me it's it, you know really critical part then is then around empowerment so some of previous uh, managers said to me you know one of the key to her success is surround herself with good people but then empower them to do the work that you've you've brought them on board to do and and I really try to live by that and, and have really tried to live by that as I've built this this team so I set the direction but then it's over to them um, really and, and li I listen to them as the experts um, I think the only other thing that I would add which again I think has been kind of so important over the um, the last nine months is that I really tried to lead with empathy so I think people have you know they're experiencing different things at, at different times um, not just the last nine months but of course it's been particularly challenging so I always really try to understand kind of what's going on in someone's life um, as well as um, you know what's going on from from a work perspective.
And another big uh, challenge you've had, and you've probably seen this working in the industry for so long, is is actually uh, the the journey of data in in the pharma industry. What has the journey been like from a data analytics perspective? Yeah, so it's it's <clears throat> it's really interesting. So um, I would say that the the pharma industry, whilst kind of incredibly cutting edge in many ways, of course, from a scientific perspective, in, from a data and analytics perspective, I would say we're quite far behind um, a number of other industries. So if you look at the kind of typical examples of Netflix or some of the FMCG companies, the way that they understand and segment their customers and then personalize their interactions with them is really kind of streets ahead of, of where we are in, in the pharmaceutical industry. So in pharma, all of our selling is through our, our sales representatives who visit our the clinicians. Um, and of course, they, they personalize based on, on their relationships, but the materials that we have, the digital communications historically have been, it's just one size fits all. So we're really um, quite immature, I would say, in terms of how we use digital and, and data and analytics. So I think this is a really um, important and exciting trend in the industry. And, and um, you can really see people now starting to try to understand their customers better, personalize more. And no doubt that COVID has, has accelerated that. Like, like in any industry, um, I think the use of digital has grown massively um, through COVID. But also, our, of course, our customers um, often are at the, have been on the front line of, of treating COVID patients. So the more we can get the right message to them, um, the better. And that's a, a great perspective. It's doing well when it's, and it can always be improved as well. Uh, yeah. Where do you see the biggest opportunity for improvement within the pharma industry right now? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, I think it is about, um, it, it's, it's about that, as I say, the greater personalization. But I think also then there's a, there's quite a big cultural piece that goes alongside that. So, um, and I think, you know, I don't think this is necessarily unique to pharma, probably see it in many big companies. Um, But at the moment, I think that we're not really, we're not widely sort of data driven in terms of our decision making. So part of my role as well as building um, new capability is around leading that kind of cultural change journey um, for Vive and, and, and see it going on um, elsewhere. Because I guess without that, then you, you can bring in all the most amazingly talented people and all of those things. But if there's not receptivity, um, then it's a little bit a little bit pointless. So um, and actually, that cultural change, seeing that starting to happen, has been one of the most rewarding parts um, of my job. So when you see those skeptics start to turn into advocates, I think that's really, you know, it, does, it, it leaves you with, with a good feeling. It's also really powerful then in, t- in terms of communicating with others around what you're doing. Fantastic stuff. And moving directly to the, the issue of COVID for the last nine, 10 months, how has that affected yeah. your, your role at your organization? Also your, your ability to communicate with the, the team as well? Yeah, so, so great, um, great question. So 
I think in terms of um, my role is obviously it's had a massive a, a massive impact. So it Im has impacted the work that we do. So of course, um, you know we're we are trying to use the data that we have to understand our customers and how their needs are changing at the moment, and also understand how the world is changing for the patient um, living with with HIV. So that has has changed, and then as you say, a massive kind of people um, impact. So, of you know, recruiting people without ever being able to meet them and, and then bringing them on board in quite a large and, and complex setting um, has been very challenging for them, challenging um, for me as well. And I've really just tried to focus on lots and lots of communication. So I make sure that I've got kind of multiple touch points with everyone in my team. We have informal kind of happy hour type um, get togethers at the end of the week, more formal get togethers, one-to-ones, chats or on Teams, or, or, all of that kind of thing. So that people have, you know, because many people are just sitting there at home on, on their own. So lots of touch points in terms of, of communication. And also, as I said, that kind of understanding some people are trying to homeschool two or three children at the moment, as well as doing their job. So just understanding the individual um, situations. For our industry, I think it's been actually a really interesting time and a time of real learning. So, as I say, I think the, the use of digital um, in the pharma industry is really accelerated through COVID because that's been one of the only ways that we can kind of reliably communicate with our customers. Um, and as I say, the, the patient interaction with their physicians has also changed. So in many cases now, patients are just seeing their physicians through like a telehealth um, portal. They're not seeing them face to face. So we need to understand that and, and adapt. Um, and I think lastly, for the, the pharma industry, the amazing progress that's been made with vaccines um, has been a bit of a lesson to us all to think actually usually it takes kind of 10 or so years to de develop a new medicine or a new vaccine so it's woken us all up a little bit and said actually could, you know is it can we move faster than that can we collaborate more um so i think there'll be some really interesting learnings um there as well yeah what, what a time we've needed the industry to be to be fast and and kudos <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and actually it's been um, it's been fabulous because I think, um, you know, th this is an industry that hasn't, you know, sometimes gets a bad rap. Um, and, um, you know, I, I guess it's maybe helped people see that, you know, some of the good things um, that the industry does. So that's been um, that's been really good to see. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. What's your top working from home tip? Oh, um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I see. I should I should say I know what the right answer to that question is. Right. It's something like like um you know you should always you should go for a walk at lunchtime or, or something like that but i'm actually absolutely terrible um about doing that so i i think for me it, it's it's try to get some exercise in first time first thing in the morning which is what i try to do at least a couple of days a week and that sort of sets you up um well for the for the rest of the day yeah that's a good tip. That's a good tip. Last few <laughs> questions then. What was the yeah. biggest mistake you made during your career? 
Yeah, I'd, I like this question. So um, I think when I think back, actually, it was I I worked on a project for a year when I was in 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 GSK, and the work was amazing, very interesting, kind of quite important um, from a strategic perspective. But the person leading the project, um, the the way she approached it actually I fundamentally disagreed with so that she was not someone who wanted to engage with other people she wasn't particularly transparent in terms of um, how she worked and she wanted us as her team to work in a similar way and um, actually that ended up being the downfall of the project at the time time you know still kind of relatively young in my career I didn't have the courage to actually say you know I really strongly disagree with with this and and to try and find a different way of doing it so that's a that's a bit of a a regret but something that I've really really learned from so now if I don't if I don't agree I call it out um and, and I'm pretty clear about that but I've also learned from that kind of, how, you know, a lot about how not to lead um, and, and the way that, that she led that piece of work. So, yeah. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, so this is this is um, this is a good one. I think it actually probably um, came from my dad. So he um, he had a really interesting career. Um, he started off as an accountant, but then worked um, as, a, as a management consultant abroad a lot. He, he did a variety of different things. Actually, he did tell me not to become an accountant, but I won't call that out as, as the main uh, the main piece of advice. He just said, don't feel that you have to take a linear path in your career. So, you know, you'll find your own path through and, and that's actually being sort of I, I followed that and it's been quite liberating I would say so I haven't really been one of those five-year plans slave to a career path kind of people um, I've moved around to different roles done work that I really enjoy work with people that that I admire and that's um, you know that's kind of served me quite well so I think that that was good advice and um, I often a piece of advice that I share with others as well what are you curious about right now <laughs> so I'm um, I'm very curious about how this how the world we're in is going to get back to normal um and or what that normal looks like and and i think not not so much in terms of the practicalities of the restrictions and that kind of thing i'm sure over time they'll go away but actually more sort of from a mental health perspective so in, you know both adults and children actually i think in terms of, of what they've been through it's just extraordinary and and i think that um you know i'm just curious about what's it going to take for people you know at, at the right time when things are, are kind of under control not to feel so scared so frustrated so isolated and start to get back to those human connections and 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 all of those things so that's something i i'm thinking about and, and kind of watching um watching out for and and i think it's probably for good reason but that that mental health aspect hasn't really been the main focus um so far of course they've been focusing on on um controlling the virus but hopefully as, as time goes on there's going to be more attention paid there i think it's really important uh, whether it's in the data analytics space or maybe just generally in business who is your favorite thought leader or author 
Yeah, so, so I'm going to be quite honest here. I'm not a big reader of kind of business literature or that kind of thing. So I'm going to sh share something. When I read, it tends to be sort of more fiction for, for pleasure. So I'm going to share something a little bit left field, which is um, a book that my sister bought for me um, at Christmas time. Um, it's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse um, by someone called Charlie Mackesee. And it's it's an illustrated book. It's for for children or for adults and and it's um was described as a book of hope for uncertain times but actually i think whether you dip into it in a from a personal perspective or actually in a business setting um there's lots of sort of pearls of wisdom in there for adults and, and children alike so lots of parallels i think with, with yeah what's going on in, in our work and home lives at the moment so i i can recommend that to anyone very nice what is your favorite quote maybe from that book uh well so so um not from that book but but a similar kind of theme um in terms of it it's from uh children's author so dr seuss um and this was a quote that um someone read at our wedding and is also i think it's very again very appropriate for children or for people who you work with so um it's from uh, oh, the places we will go and it's you have brains in your head you feet in your shoes you can steer yourself any direction you choose so linked a little bit with what i said about you know the path i followed and, and the advice that i often give um, to others and, and when he gets there certainly I'll give that advice to my son at the at the appropriate time. Absolutely and, and final question what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data? Yeah so I think um, you know I think certainly for people who are relatively young um, in their career of course encourage them to move around get a breadth of different experience um, I think something that makes people really marketable in this area is this concept of double deep so yes data and analytics experts but people who can then develop a deeper expertise in, in a particular industry or a particular domain I think then that's a really powerful um, converse, uh, combination I would say, you know, for anyone who is aspiring to leadership, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure strong technical skills, but not to neglect, I guess, the softer side of things. So as you're developing your technical capabilities, build your people leadership, your change leadership, your influencing skills, they're all the things that, that you know, if you're going to continue to, to progress, um, they're really important. And I think the last thing I would say is, is you know, Certainly, I see it in the, in the people who I work with who are fairly early in their careers, hugely innovative. Um, so I say just don't lose that innovative spark as you go, you know, become more senior and, and those kind of things. I think that um, we need lots of that um, at the moment. And I think in this, this area is so um, it's so exciting. There's so much going on, so much opportunity. So really, I think anyone um, earlier in their in their career, the world is their oyster, I would say, in this space. Wise words from Natasha Gray, <laughs> Data and Analytics at Vive Healthcare. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.